Welcome to the Loop Zone. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, CJ Beatty. I'm here with you right now with another episode of the Loop Zone Podcast, the number one podcast for travel ball parents and youth coaches. I'm the baseball and softball motivator. <laughs> the co-host for today is former professional softball player and varsity coach, Brianna Cherry. What's happening, Coach Cherry? Nothing much. I'm just, I'm ready. As always, I'm ready to get to dig into another great episode of The Loop Zone and introduce our guest today and really just get, dig into these parents. You know what? We're growing, girl. We're growing. I mean, we, we are. We got us a nice little organic family. I mean, people are, people are chiming in from, I mean, literally around the world. We got Australia travel ball parents on here, New Zealand, uh, Switzerland, you know, it, it's crazy that, that this thing is really growing around the world. So thanks yeah, for being a wonderful uh, thing. Thanks for being my co-host. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't, I don't really think I had a choice, but, don't but either way it worked out. It worked out. Okay. Worked out okay. Great. That's a little too much. That's a little too much. Our special guest today is Robert Sasser. Robert Sasser. He is a former big leaguer with the Texas Rangers, and uh, he just so happened to be my hitting coach, one of my hitting coaches with the Chicago White Sox. You know, so I knew I had to bring him on. Currently, Sasser is coaching slash training baseball and softball players from all over the United States. He is the owner of the Six Tool um, Six Tool Player Baseball Company that focuses heavily on getting players to the highest level possible on and off the field. Let's give it up for the man of the hour, Coach Robert Sasser. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Coach Robert Sasser? What's going on with you? Oh, man, you know, I'm just happy to be here, as they say, you know. Good to, good to be a part of the Loop Zone today. Thanks for having me. Ain't no worries, bro. Like I said, man, when I, I just enjoyed being able to meet you back when I was with the White Sox. When you get in pro ball, I don't know if parents understand, but it's just like the corporate world, man. You know, when you find people that are good, uh, that mean well, and they, they just want to see you succeed. I was, I, was, I was able to pick up on that with you. And I know Charles Poe was a good friend of ours, a good friend of yours. You, you guys were really dishing out information in a way that not too many other people at that level was doing it. And I gravitated towards you. So I, I appreciate all the things that you do for, you know, players like myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I appreciate that. No worries. No worries. So today's episode is a big time listen. We got big time people on here. So, you know, it's a big time listen. Always packed to the top with information pertaining to a lot of things to help take your knowledge and game. You know, coaches listen to. To the next level you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying this is an episode you might want to download for sure so make sure you do it um to to listen to it on the car rides just at home while you're cleaning up having it in the background sharing it with other people 
So make right. sure you get your pen and paper ready. I got mine. Quiet place. <laughs> Grab a seat on a bean bag. Turn the volume all the way up. Turn it up. Make your favorite drink. Or your favorite snack. Because you know we out here quarantining, whatever you got to do. <laughs> whatever you got to do so you can relax and enjoy this podcast. Today's big three topics are. Number one. Am I too hard on my child? Mm. <laughs> That's a big one right there. Number two. Am I too soft on my child? And number three. Like be the parent, not the best friend. Oh my Ooh, god. I think you might have stepped on some toes with that oh one. Oh my Ooh. god. I know we I, hey somebody somebody probably heard that. And they probably just said, yeah, I can't, I can, this is too much for me. I can't, I can't, I can't stomach it. The anxiety yeah. is taking over. So today's episode is called, <laughs> Am I Living Through My Child? Whoa, is this the loop zone? I mean, yes. did we change over to like, I think we like, did. You know, did we change over to some kind of like self-help? Like, like life skills. Like something. life skills. Okay. <laughs> so, so check this out. Let me give my explanation that we're going to kick off and jump straight into topic number one. Here's my explanation on why I chose, am I living through my child? I don't have any kids of my own just yet, but I had the opportunity to, you know, raise my brothers and sisters at a very young age to help raise them. You know, mm -hmm. my dad's a truck driver, so he was often gone and it fell on me to be the oldest. So I had to, you know, change diapers at a young age. I had to stay up when my mom was getting sleep to be able to, to help, you know. So that that kind of qualifies me. I had my toe in the in the, <laughs> in the in the water. You know, I had an opportunity to be able to be a travel ball player myself, and I was able mm -hmm. to see, you know, some players be scolded by their by their parents immediately after mm -hmm. doing something wrong. And as a as a travel ball player myself, I used to look at that and be like, "Ooh, I'm glad they're not my parents," you know, because that was a little too mm -hmm. hard. You know, but also yeah. on the flip side, the reason why I got too soft in there, there's often times where parents feel like they want to be soft on their kids because they don't want to lose them. They felt like their parents were maybe too hard on them. Mm -hmm. They want to see, parents in the end want to see their, their kids succeed. They want what's best for their children. But then we always see that dad or that mom that's still living through their child because of what they did growing up. And or I maybe feel like what we they didn't do. Oh, what they didn't do, possibly. Yeah. Uh, uh uh. We need to talk about that. You know, it's PG thirteen on here, Sass. I just I got know, you. We, we tell it like it is. As soon as it that's my style. But we telling it like it is, and I knew nobody better than you to bring on for this subject. So, topic number one: Am I too hard on my child? Here it is. Sass, I know you've seen it from all angles. I know, you, I mean, you played at the big leagues. You, you coach professionally. You coach travel ball. And you have kids of your own. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to share anything personal but, or, or what you've seen, but here's your question. What ways have you seen parents be too hard on their kids? Oh, well, we've all seen it, right? We've all seen that parent. And like you said, we might, I might be stepping on some toes. Hey, I man, might, even have, like some of the, I might even have some of these parents who I work with their kids 
but it's all in love. You know, we're trying to get everybody on the same page. So, mm -hmm. you know, please don't take it personal, right? <laughs> but when I hear a parent yelling at his kid through the fence, mm. again, like I, I started off the segment by saying, once the kid gets to the field, it's the coach's responsibility, gotcha. right? So I try gotcha. to set that tone early mm. so I can go to this point right now. I hear too much coaching from yelling, from discouraging, in my opinion, energy is coming from the sideline. Mm, I like that. Mm. You see, see, what I like about what you just said is the energy. See, see, sometimes you can be saying the right things or what they might need to hear. Understand, right? understand. But the energy that you are displaying is what's coming down, is condescending. Mm -hmm. And that that's what's that's what we as as professional players or just kids and we're trying to give these kids when we do camp and do we do clinics and we do lessons mm -hmm. we trying to bring that positive energy right, right. because yep. what the, have we seen we've seen that positive energy get the best out of these kids mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. right i like so, that i like that so so when the game is playing obviously it's a it's, the intensity level is higher so anything that we can do to keep that positive energy it's going to in my opinion, be most beneficial for the kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think too, and, and, and I'm gonna kick this to you, Cherry. Um, but I think, I think now that you just said that, Sass, I think most importantly, what helps me is now that I don't have a dog in the race as of yet, you know, God hasn't blessed me with my own child. So how do I keep that common ground? And we're going to talk about that in uh, topic three, but where I keep that common ground because I want to win. Trust me, I want to win. I don't go out there to lose. Mm -hmm. But what helps me keep my energy up is the is the the point that I focus on, and that's development. Mm -hmm. I'm there for development. I'm here Amen. to help this kid get to the next level at his at his fastest pace. Because mm -hmm. I can't go on and coach little Jimmy and say he should be much faster because that's gonna bring that's gonna bring bad energy out. If I, if, I, if, if I could just focus on development and really just say, hey, man, he might be getting better, you know, centimeters at a time, inches at a time. Not, he's not leaps and bounds like the next guy. But the fact that he's getting better, my energy is going to always be so much positive because he's getting better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I think as you just mentioned that, I think some of it comes from us parents um putting certain type of or having certain type of expectations mm -hmm. um that may be a little bit more than in the baseball is a, is, is a marathon right so each at bat each game doesn't dictate what type of player that person is in that moment right. it's a learning experience so as parents if we can learn to understand that each each pitch is a learning experience for this kid you know, let's take the pressure off of, you know, putting the, putting the, putting the foot up their tail if they don't get ahead or if they don't mm -hmm, make a big mm -hmm. play in a big situation or make an error. Because as we know, that, 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 that's that energy that we were just talking about that does not help within the kids, in my opinion, from a parent perspective. And again, me being a parent with my 12-year-old kid, watching these games and wanting to say something okay because i do understand where the parent that wants to and 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 feels like man he why didn't he do this and why you know where was he at when this was supposed to happen and doesn't seem like he's in the game don't seem like he's working hard don't seem like he's running hard 
you know, or hard enough for me. You know, there's ways to handle that where we're not embarrassing these kids. Exactly. Right. Okay, right. because it don't look good, not just for the kid. It don't look good for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're embarrassing the kid. It doesn't do a great you look at the, the, I mean, the, the it, makes the, it makes the team look bad, too. Right. The team, right. It makes the organization look bad. I mean, right. it's all the way around. All the way around. Right. Cherry, I got one for you right here. Do you, do you, I mean, dig deep. Do you have a personal story that you could share, you know, ab uh, about this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you did. I was hoping yeah. you did. Uh, well, not many know or not many have, you know, I've not told a lot of people, but back in my day in high school, I used to play basketball and that was my mother's sport. Like that was her thing. Like mm -hmm. I tell CJ all the time, he thinks he can outshoot my mom. I'm like, look, my mama is like Steph Curry. Like she's that, she's that good. And, you know, she just growing up, she put that on for the record, she, for the record, her, her mama shoots like Chef Curry. Anyways, Not, no. Nobody can beat me, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, anyways, back to the story. But she put that on me. You know, she she did play softball back in the day and stuff like that. But, of course, as I grew up, the game moved a lot faster and was just a lot – it was a lot that she didn't know about it. So, of course, I played multiple sports, and basketball being one of them, she was like, well, hey, I know everything about this. Make sure after every game you're, you're getting um, – at least 10 rebounds a game you're doing this you're doing this and that was it was literally like every game which I look at it now and I say that maybe that type of mentality may have helped me but I know back then at that moment my thought at the end of the game was looking at the stat sheets making you know so I could come to my mother and say hey look what I did when she and then even when I showed her that it was like okay well now you got to get this well now you got to get this and so that put that like pressure on me because I'm not really necessarily enjoying the game at this oh, point you. I'm like trying to mm -hmm. appease her Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's my personal story just to shed some light on how a parent can definitely, hey. even though they love the game, yeah, they can put that, 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 that pressure on a child mm -hmm. to, to, for them to kind of fall out of love with the game, but they're just playing it just to appease their parents. So, so the, mm -hmm. so the wrap up topic one, basically what I'm getting, especially that's a good, that's a good round, uh, uh, wrap up right there, Cherry, mm -hmm. the, is understanding this. You being too hard on your child, whether you think it's not, you got to understand that they are a certain age and you're a certain age. The way you see things now is not the way that they see things now for them, mm -hmm. you know, and you got to continue to play that fence. Like you said, that blurred line says where, where you can't sit right here and be 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, however old you are as a parent and say, I don't understand why they don't see this. Well, <laughs> You've been, you've been older. You've been on this earth walking around decades longer than your kids have. What right. was your brain and knowledge like back then at thirteen? Mm -hmm. You know, what were you thinking about in between pitches? Were I you forget? Were you anticipating the next pitch? <laughs> were you? you know, no, you wasn't. So calm it down, because adding extra pressure does not help. And this no. goes straight into topic number two. Am I too soft on my child? The reason why I wanted to bring this topic up on the flip side is because there are parents out there that are just, I mean, soft as Charmin. Not Charmin. Don't do them like that. Hey, soft. Not even Angel soft. Just <laughs> hey, hey, soft with a capital T. Soft. soft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, they'll, they'll make a mistake. And instead of letting them fall, 
they put 95 pillars to break their fall. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? What happened? Band-Aids went out of style? We don't have, we don't have, uh, okay, let me, let me get back on. Okay, so anyway, so Sasa, this is for you. Whether it's travel ball, high school, or college, what ways, can you list, what ways have you seen parents being too soft on their kids? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just going to go straight, straight in real hard, real fast, as they make excuses oftentimes mm. for Excuse. their kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, they make excuses. One way they may blame the coach, they may blame the organization, they may blame the pitcher. You know, when I hear a parent telling me a story about what happened in their kid, and this should have happened, that should have happened, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tuning that part out in my mind. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to talk to the kid. I'm going to ask them what happened. I'm, I'm going to get, get the meat and potatoes because at the end of the day, the responsibility, responsibility is his at the end of the day, no matter okay. what. The responsibility of how he did in that particular moment is his, no matter who coached him, no matter who's not coached him. So that, that's the point, in my opinion, when you're talking about soft on the kids, you know, these parents oftentimes we don't challenge our kids enough. Yeah. You know, we try to we try to, you know, make their beds all the time. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I you know, if I see another parent carrying the, their kids back oh to, my the, God. To, to the car, <laughs> oh I'm, my God. You know, I'm I may <laughs> you know, I may get a bullhorn out. No, 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 no. Hey, time out. We're going to stop, stop the game like for a little bit. I'm about to tag myself in. I, I've been talking <laughs> a great one. know I go in on this, and I'm going to do it again. I know. Let me get let em. you know something right now, parents, whether you like it or not. I, hey, look, I, you're not getting a parent of the year award. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's not real. So stop carrying your child's bags. The only way you carry your child's bags as a travel ball parent, is if they were injured in a game and, and, and they can't, they, injury. If not, let them carry their own bat bag. Let them carry their own bag. Oh, he just got through playing a long game. So what? You're not letting your kids grow up. It, it irks the crap out of me. When I get out of a car for practice and the kids are in sandals, Walking in like there's some Hollywood movie star slurping <laughs> on some type of slurping hmm. or some Speak cup on. from Burger King that they just got. <laughs> and then I got the mom. Oh, don't let it be a mom. I really get bloody. I get bloody red right then when it's a mom carrying her pocketbook, another bag, and then a bat bag and saying, oh, it's okay. I always do this. Not on this team. That's what I tell all my parents. The ones that play for me, I, on my team. On my teams, I let them know that right now. I said, on this team, you will not carry their bag. If they're, if they're, if they're not hurt, they're not carrying their bag. And if that is a problem, then this ain't the team for you. I'm sorry. And they're looking exactly. like, oh, shoot. They're like, yeah. It's like, like uh, where was the disconnect? When did, when did ooh, ooh, I don't know when did people start carrying their bag. Like, grow up. Let's go. Because we, we're trying to develop these, these young human beings, which we call your children, into future adults. Yeah. Future adults. So, um, Sherry, for you, do you happen to know any ways that you uh, see people too soft on their kids? Just, I, just to kind of reiterate what you were saying, just the, it's all right, you know, the always with the, it's all right, it's going to be okay, and don't worry about it, but it's every single time. Like, I understand if it was a play that just 
they they you know dove for a ball and, and kicked it off their goal or something like that like they're giving their all mm-hmm. okay like yeah I mean that's that's probably a situation you say hey you know it's okay get the next one you you, you hey there's nothing you can do about it mm. you, you gave it 100 percent but if like you know little Susie is hitting pop-ups every single game and it's every time like oh if you're gonna be okay yeah. honey, it's fine or yeah. you know it's it's just keep trying just this and that like, so, so basically what you're saying is don't use it's okay as a default it's not right. work for everything because it doesn't because i mean at the end of the day you want your child to get better but it's is saying it's okay making them better or is saying it's gonna be all right or you know don't worry about it oh oh we'll go get pizza after the game because you hit 12 pop-ups today like is that really making your child better so so just just to just to be able to be clear because we don't want to you know this is pg-13 and not r if it was R, we'll leave it at this, but I got to <laughs> massage it a little bit. We're not saying that you shouldn't tell your kids that it's okay. We're just saying don't say it for everything because sometimes it's not okay. It's not okay. And let me give you an example. If you know deep down in your heart your kid ain't working during out, throughout the week because he's playing video games or she's playing too much on the phone or tablet too much, right? And you know they ain't putting in the work because you're begging them to work. If they continue to pop up every weekend and waste your time and money, it ain't okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's that's not okay. Don't say you tried your best. Preach. Because if you tried your best Monday through Thursday, you would have been out there trying to work on your weaknesses. Right. So that's and the parent would have been out there right next to them, helping them get better too, making sure their money's not wasted on the weekend. Yeah, let me let me add to what you just just so delicately said. Um, more importantly, again, if we're talking about athletes, kids who wants to play a sport, right? Mm-hmm. From one level to the next level, from that level to the next level, we're talking about levels at this point, right? Yep. If, you, yep. if the kid is interested in playing from level to the next, to the next high school, college, you know, professional, whatnot, you know, they're going to need to be challenged. The sooner mm. they can be challenged, the better. And what I you like just that. mentioned about, like um, uh, uh, and, and to Cherry's point, there's definitely a point where it's not okay. I mean, it's just, it's, the reality of it is, I shouldn't, as a parent, have to get you off the video game mm. to go get better at something that you want to play on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So again, if you don't do well on the weekends, the reason, and I tell my son, is you old for five or old for six or you didn't do well, whatever. First question I'm going to ask you is how much time you spent on the video game? How mm-hmm. much time you spent on getting better? And mm-hmm. then obviously if that don't measure out, then I don't have nothing to talk to you about. You know what I used to say, Sass? If you ain't putting the time in, you don't deserve to get upset. Absolutely. I mean, if, if, you ain't, if you ain't putting the time in, hey, hey, pick your head up. What you pissed off about? Get up here and cheer your teammates on. I know you ain't been putting in the work because right. you've been making this. You've been popping up to the second baseman since we've been starting the season. Season started in March, and you're still popping up in July. You ain't Ooh. putting no work in, and you can. It says we know it. Jerry, you know it. We all played it at, at at the highest level. Sash, you played at the major leagues. Right. We know as coaches when a player is working and when a player isn't. 
Oh yeah, most we definitely. We know down. that. Don't definitely. don't sit right there and say, "Oh man, it's hard." It's, it's, the intensity it's is there. You can see no. it. You can see it in the way that they carry themselves, in the way that they talk. You know, things like that. There's no excuses. It's like I got this. That's on me. Like next play. Yeah, yeah. Bro, like we can tell. We don't. The results don't tell the whole story. We're yeah. looking at the intention. We're yeah. looking at are mm-hmm. you intentionally doing something that you did that you did last time that didn't work. Are you intentionally doing something different? Or have you been working on it this week? Last week you were doing this. This week are you doing something different? Are you right. fixing that? Are you trying? Right. Are you asking questions? Or you, you see that? We right. understand see that. what that looks like. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got I got one for you right here. Rounding up topic number two. Kids are getting trophies for everything nowadays. You know I had to go there, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did he do that? I'm, I'm, you sure this is PG thirteen, oh, right? Oh no, this this might be kind of all right here. I'm just gonna let okay. it know. Okay. Fast, what is your view? Because I mean, I'm I'm boiling. I'm on deck right now, and mm. I'm gonna let Cherry go in third. Mm. But what is your views on participation trophies, and should parents explain their true value or not? <laughs> okay. I'm going to do my best to be PG-13, <laughs> right? Um, All right, for time, for me, just, just, just to be fair, for time purposes, let's try to keep it two to three minutes tops. Okay, I'm going to go shorter than that for you. Okay. Um, parents and the trophies for participation, it doesn't go together with what us coaches are trying to, in my opinion, we're trying to develop these kids those trophies ain't not really helping in a way where it's this, the game is not about participation. It's about getting better. Okay. It's about competing, learning how to fail. Okay. So part of failure is understanding I need to do something better. I need to be better. So I don't fail the next time participation trophies basically saying it's okay to fail in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't say win or lose. I said fail. Mm-hmm. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So the difference for me is like the, the score of the game is not the, the end all be all. It's whether or not how do you do you respect how that game went and what do you plan on doing about it if it didn't go that way? The participation trophy says it's okay. Here's my here's my bag. Take it to the car. I'm gonna put my flip flops on mm. go eat some ice cream. Mm. Don't really make make the kid don't make it seem yeah. doesn't seem like to me it gives yeah. the kid any sense of urgency mm-hmm. okay to be better or a team for that matter i'm done that 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 <laughs> that, that that was spot on that was spot on right there and I'm, I'm just gonna just put my two cents in there and say this i'm not i'm i'm not for the participation trophies at all because mm-hmm. some of the hardest people what i mean by hardest i'm talking about your elite hall of fame household legendary players in all sports they came up in a time when there was no such thing as participation trophies. Mm. They, I mean, for real, Michael Jordan had no participation trophy mm. growing up. Kobe Bryant didn't have no, you know, back in the day, it, at mm-hmm. any level of sport, at any level, there were no participation trophies for the legendary players that, that, that were celebrated. Right. And these participation trophies, like you said, are giving the kids a soft landing. Mm-hmm. But one thing, and it's going to lead us to topic number three, so I'm going to back off and I'm going to kick it to Cherry. But one thing that they need to know is that parents don't last forever. 
And when you leave, you take that soft landing with you. Ah. Mm. Go ahead, Cherry. What is your views on participation trophies? Uh, I'm just, I'm not for it. I'm not with it because I, I feel like when you give out participation trophies, then kids become expectant. Mm. You know, they become expectant. So then when they lose, they'd be like, well, where's mine? Yeah. Where, where do I, where's yeah. mine? where's my ice cream or where's my trophy or where's my little certificate i didn't get that and then i feel like just going in that going that direction um building that type of mentality it just shows that you know society is too scared to establish or to continue to establish you know and and i'm gonna say it a a winner and a loser Mm -hmm. you know of course at the end of the day even if you perform to your best ability you still might lose but it just seems like there's there the this there's just this crazy thing about well we can't make it known like really who's the winner we got to tell people that they're winners too (laughs) even though they didn't win because we have to make them feel good about themselves and I'm just not you know to me that just it doesn't foster a good mentality for future all right good job guys as much as I would like to stay on this for another seminar let's go to topic (laughs) number three Be the parent and not the best friend. And right now, y'all can't see it, but I'm putting on my pastor robe because I'm about to preach. Uh, (laughs) Be the parent and not the best friend. (laughs) Here it is. I love you parents to death, and I just want you to know that this is more two cents. This is kind of like a suggestion. I need you to understand that there is a common ground that you must find to be able to raise your child, your sports child, to the best of your ability. You can't be too hard and you can't be too soft. Yes, it's tough. There's no perfect parent, but you have to strive for perfection. And that is on the foundation of finding that common ground for communication. But I need to let you know something because personally, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if my parents would have been my best friends. Mm. my parents raised me as parents all the way through to the point where I it was times literally the word hate came out when I was child I mean I got beat for it I'm just gonna be honest with you you (laughs) I said as soon as I told my mom I hate you I was like my teeth was (laughs) in my back you know what I'm saying and you know I I learned quickly I never said those words ever again but I've been to the point as a child where I seemingly hated my parents because they were so strict on me but let me let you know something in today's society parents I wouldn't be the baseball motivator the softball motivator this motivational speaker and have anything that I have today if my parents were trying to be my best friend they told me what I needed to know they told me when I needed to know it they told me whether I liked it or not they said, here it is, this is how it needs to be, and this is what you're gonna do under this roof, and this is how you're gonna act. And boom, here I am, no soft landings. I got scars because the landings were hard, but because of that, I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. Take it, Cherry. So off of that, my question going to you, Sess, is what are ways for parents to find that common ground when communicating success and failures to their child this is good okay the, the the very first thing that i would suggest and i'm and i'm the only reason i'm saying suggest most of the time because i'm going off of just in my experience on not just my own 
just seeing, being just talking to other parents uh -huh. who I work with their kids and just you know deciphering okay how can I help this kid from this perspective that this parent is telling me and then hearing the perspective that the kid is either telling me or showing me because sometimes mm -hmm. it's two different perspectives mm -hmm. okay so I, I believe in telling speaking the truth as a parent and as a coach I mean at the end of the day the kid needs to know you know you could have done better work harder you know we talked about being too soft and or being too hard you know it's, it don't have to be it's okay but you know you hit that ball hard guy made a nice play you're still telling the truth but you're not jumping on the kid's case because he made it out the team lost mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you have to see the 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 positive impact that he had but it just didn't you know necessarily end up with a you know the result that he wanted so so being a in my opinion you know we want to be able to support them right we want to be able to to lean on them when they need to be leaned on you know when they slacking but we try to keep away from the negative conversation if when we can as much as we can mm -hmm. you know what i mean i got you from for me man i just think parents need to start Parents need to start with like with themselves. Like I would mm -hmm. encourage every parent to go out here and find some leadership books to read, literature to read, podcasts to listen to. I would <laughs> I would encourage them to go out and get some communication type, you know, books on how to communicate in a workplace or how to communicate with each other or people. The reason why I say that is because I mean one of the best books that I've ever read, John C. Maxwell, The Seventeen Irrefutable Laws of Teamwork. It talks about how these coaches, we talk about Pat Summit, Coach K, uh, UCLA, John Wood. When they talk about all of these coaches, they talk about communication between the two. Maxwell came in and talked to us at uh, uh, spring training um, as all the coaches. My first year of spring training with the Cardinals as a coach and pro scout, Maxwell came in to speak. Maxwell talked about connecting before correcting. And I feel like, when, I like it, that. when it comes to communication, that's where it needs to be. You need to know you, I mean, you know your you know your player well, but you need to also know when to communicate. If they had an over four day, you should already know that my son ain't the best to talk to right now. So let me let it calm down. I've been there before. I'm just just let me let it calm down. Maybe the car ride is not the most opportune time to talk about it. Maybe let things die down and talk about it when you get home or depending on how massive of a failure it was, maybe you might want to talk about the next morning. Maybe you want to talk about the next day. Yeah. I learned all this stuff in pro ball whenever the coaches say, I remember Mike Schilt, the now Cardinals manager, when I was in um, uh, rookie ball, we never talked after the game. His rule of thumb, and I love that. He, whether we won or lost <laughs> or got our teeth kicked in or demolished the team, at the end of the game, we never talked about it. The only time we talked about the game was the next day, right before warm-ups. Because he said two reasons. If, I, if, if he's pissed off, he doesn't want to not think about what comes out of his mouth where he might say something wrong. Mm -hmm. And then if you just got your teeth kicked in, he knows he's been there before. He was like, I just let it die down. I let it summer, simmer and let you guys uh, uh, think about it on your own. But once the, our, our heads are clear the next day, then we'll talk about it. 
Right. And I just love mm -hmm. that approach. I love that approach. I was just like, yo, that's I was dope. a big fan of that approach as well, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that mm -hmm. right there was so, like, different. Because a lot of times, if you got your teeth kicked in, you, you're waiting for your coach to come out, everybody left field. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know right now, what was that? <laughs> then next day, you got that done, you get in the car. And you got your parents. Parents. Man, y'all played like terrible. <laughs> What are y'all doing out there? What was that? And speaking to you in the second inning when that ball went through your glove, what are you doing? Oh, like, man, this is like, come on, man. I just so, man, got I don't want, do want to play this yeah. game anymore. Right. You start second, they start second guessing. Do they want to just be a gamer now? I yeah. should just go be a gamer. Yeah. Right. Really you might as well just do that. So that's all you wear. But anyway. So so yeah, it's just it's just to rock, to wrap this up because we're you know we're running out of time, but to wrap this up. Uh, it was just that common ground, you know, be the parent. I know it's tough because you might, you like, I don't want to run my kid away. I don't want to lose this communication because I know some people uh, talk about how their kids don't communicate to them no more. So it's like, I don't want to be that family. Well, no, I get that. It is a common ground. But if anything, if it's something that, that involves, they need to know it, tell them, tell them. Because there was a lot mm -hmm. of times when my parents kept talking my ears off about, don't do that. Don't hang out with them. Make sure you go swing your bat. Make sure you stop eating this. Don't do that. Go to sleep. You can't go there. You don't need to hang with them. So I was like, man, this is terrible. I can't wait to get out. But I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that. Yeah. But parents need to know, too. Just, I'll, just I felt like I needed to say this. They need to know, you know, that comes in the beginning. It's got to be, like, out the gate. It can't be, well, I've been, you know, we've built up this good relationship for the past couple, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then they decide, <laughs> oh my gosh, let me start parents. Let me start telling oh, yeah. them what to do. Yeah, that's and that's the worst that, thing that, that, that you can that do. They're going to be like, They're going to be like, wait a minute. We were cool. We were friends we, we and were stuff friends. Yeah. not too long ago. So now you're telling me what now, to do. Now nah. you talking right. about, uh-uh. Now nah. you talking about, I'm about to knock you into tomorrow. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, because, uh-uh. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we do our takeaway sass uh okay, like the biggest takeaway for this episode we'll start it off i'll, I'll start it off cherry will uh bat second and you'll you'll right. wrap it up for us man so the biggest right. takeaway that i have for the parents today is making sure what i just said with your communication i know you're going to be hard on your kids I know there's going to be times where you're too soft because you're having, you're establishing a relationship with them where you want them to be very open and communicate things to you. But I, I want you to really thrive in finding that common ground. You have to. It's imperative. It's vital. Exercise your skills in communication. Make sure you practice it and, and, and just make sure you stay there and live there. What do you got, Cherry? Um, I'm just going to go off of what you said with communication because that, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing because it, it, I want parents to know that effective communication with their child is going to help, is, can, can hurt their child or help them going along the way. So, mm -hmm. you know, just making sure that that connect is there. And like you said earlier, connecting before you correct, like I really like that and that stuck with me because I mean, if there's no connection, your child's not listening to you at all. They're like, oh, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to go mm -hmm. do what I want to do. So definitely making sure that that communication is there. Sass, what do you got down? 
Um, I mean, I'm gonna keep it with the communication part because at the end of the day, I think that's kind of what, what the sum of it is, is, is learning how to communicate so you can learn how to challenge your kids mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying? So they can learn how to, they need to react when, when they do fail and not necessarily, you know, cater, cater to everything that they need. Let them learn how to fail. Let them learn how to, how to do certain things that, uh, that we probably as parents are all guilty of. Um, trying to give them more than what we have, you know what I'm right. saying? Um, so for me, I think the communication part of just trying to find that balance between challenging them and, um, you know, supporting them. Got you. Well, there it is, people. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> that was, uh, once again, I know we could have went on for a seminar, a uh, conference on some of that mm -hmm. stuff. And especially because I've been, you know, I've been talking about PG-13 versus R. Man, can you imagine how this how this podcast would be sass if I could go R on this thing? Oh man, look. <laughs> I already got down. a vision. I got a vision already. Uh oh. How <laughs> well that's uh that's our time today, man. That was fun. Um uh, Sass, thank you for coming on with us, man. I mean that's it, it was Anytime. huge to have you on with your insight. I have so much respect for you and what you're doing out here around the world, man. It is it, awesome. Real quick, tell all our listeners where to follow you or contact you at. Contact me at uh, 62players.com. Um, you can reach out to me if you guys need any uh, tips on anything, all things baseball related, camps, clinics, individual things like that. Me and CJ might be coming to a city near you. Already Stay know. tuned. Miss Cherry, please let everybody oh. know where to follow. You know, you know, you got your girl in here. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, you can, you can, you can follow me on um, Instagram at beingcherries25 and also Twitter at BriannaCherryTSM in all caps. Holla at me. You already know. Big time Beatty, www.cjbeatty.com. That's where you get everything you need to know. Hey, appreciate everybody for tuning in to the number one podcast for travel ball parents and youth coaches. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all available platforms. Man, Spotify jumping, like for real. We got, we, it's jumping up there, man. You're moving over here. Numbers help, are moving. <laughs> help us help you by sending in messages about topics and guest suggestions. This one right here is from my man, Austin Ford. Thank you for, thank you, thank you for submitting this topic. Um, I hope this helped out and I uh, can't wait because you slid in my DMs and said that you had some more stuff. So can't wait to go through that, man. Love you, man. TBM fam, TSM fam, stand and up. up. Thank you for listening to The Loop Zone, the number one podcast for travel ball parents, coaches, and players. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Motivational Nuggets, the baseball and softball motivator brand, and Beatty Music. Did you love this episode of The Loop Zone? Well, head on over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, family. Thank you, and have a good day. Man, sometimes all you got is you. Nobody else want to help. But you got to get there. You got to stay locked in. So what? Nobody want to help, man. You got to get the job done. You got people counting on you. Your future counting on you.